What's up guys, how's it going? Hope you're well. I just wanted to do a bit more of a longer video again this time, talking about the three wills. And I've mentioned Viktor Frankl before, he's one of the most interesting psychiatrists and people you can read about. I'm not going to go into a full biography of his life or his works, but I've read two of his books and he's written a lot. But I'd say I actually learned quite a lot from them. And I wanted to kind of just, not give a summary, but just talk about some of the main things I learned from them and also some of the other associated books I read that he, because how it works in psychiatry and psychology, if there's an idea, different people build on it, different people critique on it, and just how applicable that is to our lives. So the thing that really kind of broke it down that you can actually apply into your own life, the thing to focus on is the three wills. So these are actually different wills come up with different people and different psych psychiatrists or psychologists, sorry, and Actually, some of them, they might not have even named it themselves, but their their philosophy is summed up by this. So the three wills are essentially the will to pleasure, the will to power, and the will to meaning. And the will to pleasure was come, the, the idea is basically, it, it follows Sigmund Freud's school of psychology. I'm not going to go into detail about all of these and their backgrounds, but I'll explain how they might be applicable in your life. Um, the will to power came, uh, was it kind of the idea behind it is Alfred Adler's work and the will to meaning is Viktor Frankl's work and and these guys kind of came after each other and and sometimes their periods overlapped but Viktor Frankl discusses the links between those two and actually how the will to meaning is supersedes or is kind of higher above than the other two and I'll explain what I mean by higher above than the other two in a minute as well but if you just imagine for a second before I explain those you know, three wills. Just imagine, like, how many times have you heard or you've seen, like, some top CEO or somebody who's, like, set a goal and they've gone after it, they've achieved that, they've, you've all heard, like, money can't make you happy, you've all heard, um, you know, of a CEO or, like, some person who's high up who maybe from the outside is living, like, a really pleasant life. They've, you, you can see loads of news stories of people who have, like, committed suicide. Again, you can also see, like, rates of people who just are not happy with their job job satisfaction rates are like at an all-time low especially actually if you look at uh, income as well so it's actually really interesting with income because i'm going to talk about that in different videos of the channel but essentially with income there are some people who their income is so low that they're basically in the poverty line and they're struggling financially and so of course that is actually legitimately going to affect their happiness but studies have shown that once you go increase your salary to above about i think it's sixty thousand a year it no longer actually bet so so like I said, if someone's in poverty and you increase their salary and get them out of poverty, obviously their happiness will increase. But past a certain point, which was found to be 60000 roughly, $60,000, I think the study's a bit outdated. Well, not outdated, but obviously in the last year or two, the cost of living has gone up a lot because of the pandemic. So I'm sure that number is actually higher now. But my point is, past a certain point, money doesn't make you happy or, or a lot of people. And so you've all, like, we can all think of a story, you can all think of like a billionaire or someone who became successful people who have killed themselves like hedge fund managers and things like that it's very common and again think of some other person that you might know or even yourself like if you had a bad habit that you engaged in if all you do is play video games um if you go if you are into hookups or that kind of thing we all know someone who's like been through like tons of relationships tons of like casual relationships which just spent so much on like drugs weeds like some kind of vice and at the end of it they initially were seeking pleasure but at the end of it they end up feeling so empty and so kind of just numb and because of that you can argue that's because of their addiction but when we talk about the underlying psychology of the three wills i think it will make sense so 
Sigmund Freud's school of thought, the, the world to pleasure, was essentially saying that everything we engage in, it boils down to our pursuit of pleasure. And that could be like uh, pleasure from the, the blissful feeling of like playing a video game or, or doing something that releases dopamine, or it could actually refer to sexual pleasure or anything like that. That was basically his, his thing. And he, he was arguing that essentially everything kind of comes down to this, whether it's a conscious or a subconscious level, comes down to the pursuit of this. And this is what governs so many people's lives. And Alfred Adler said, well, no, actually, it's the will to power. And these other things, they're just subconscious. And what you're really doing is you're going after trying to increase your, your standing in the world in the dominance hierarchy or the social order. And so a lot of things people do, trying to dress well to impress other people. So, so for example, take things that people might do to impress other people, like dressing in better clothes, trying to like drive a car that you can't really afford, renting a place that you can't really afford type thing, just things that people would do to impress other people. So Sigmund Freud, uh, Sigmund Freud, if you went through his school of philosophy, he would be saying that that's the world's pleasure. They're trying to attract a mate. They're trying to, they gain pleasure from impressing other people. Alfred Adler would say, no, they're trying to move up the social hierarchy. That's why they're doing these things. And again, it's not exactly as simple as that, but just breaking it down to that very simple example so you can kind of understand those things. And Alfred Adler's psychology is actually really interesting because what he said and in the way it's explained in his, his writings is actually really clever. So you think of someone who has like an inferiority complex who thinks like, oh, I'm never good enough. Oh, like I'm, you know, uh, everybody knows that like I'm less than everybody. And you think of somebody who's got a superiority complex. So somebody who's like, I'm better than everybody. I look better than everybody. Can't deal with anyone. They're just not on my level. So you would initially sometimes think that the person who's inferior is, who has the inferiority complex is more humble than the person who's got the superiority complex or actually that their issues are very different because obviously they're, they're exhibiting opposite symptoms. But what he basically boiled it down to is the, the root cause is an egocentric view that the universe revolves around them and they're both so self-absorbed that they can only focus on themselves and, in, and therefore they're standing in, in, in relation to other people. So that was actually another really interesting point from his psychology and uh, it's very linked to his will to power. But you'll notice that I've left the will to meaning out to the end and that's because it's a bit harder to explain. But essentially what... Uh, Victor Frankl noticed was he was saying that at the time these psychiatrists or psychologists were working, uh, pleasure was becoming more like liberated and more talked about, and people were struggling financially, and so this is why the will to power came about. And he was saying that actually the will to power and the will to pleasure they are essentially a they're essentially coming from a branch of the same thing, which is the will to meaning. And he said that if you don't if you don't find your meaning in your life or if you're like i said earlier if you're in so much poverty that you you know you're you're unhappy because of your you know your salary doesn't allow you to experience life without worry then of course you won't even have time or mental space to be able to ponder like bigger questions in life like what is your existence why are you here and so therefore you'll never discover your meaning and therefore you'll be forced down these two not necessarily lesser in terms of they're more uh, primal or anything in the sense of they, they actually kind of come from the same idea that you're trying to look for your meaning, but essentially you can't find it because you don't have access to it because you don't have the same mental resources as someone who's more free and less stressed to pursue that. So that's essentially where his school of psychology was coming from. And he was saying that the will to pleasure, actually people choose things like pleasure or simple pleasures to avoid the difficulty that comes with 
um, looking for your deeper meaning in life. And I think one of the most important things he said, so if you read his book, it's, it's, um, he discusses how he's, he survived the Holocaust and like really terrible atrocities in life. And when you read this book, you're a bit like, well, I can't really relate to him because obviously the level of suffering he went through. But he, because he's such a skilled writer and he's so skilled at bringing out the lessons he learned, he actually describes a topic known as Sunday neurosis. I think this is really interesting because this is definitely something that affects people. So he described in his Sunday neurosis, it's not really like a clinical thing, but he was using clinical terms to describe it. He said that essentially a lot of people, when they're faced with boredom, actually that's when they have to ask themselves the difficult questions, like the existential questions, like, why am I here? What's my purpose in life? What am I going to do? What's like a cause greater than myself? Like, am I, like, what's my legacy? These deeper questions. And he was saying that if there wasn't a lot to do for people on Sunday, which he noticed that sometimes after the war, when the working week, when those things ended, people didn't have that purpose anymore. So that's why he's saying these are lesser purposes, like the, the will to pleasure and the will to power. Or, because when you don't have them anymore, that's when you can, or, or when those activities cease to exist, then you're forced to ask those bigger questions. And when you can't face those questions, then you turn to pleasure as an escapism, or you turn to like inferiority complexes as an escapism as well. So that's essentially what he was saying, basically, during his work. And that, that's why it's really interesting how he was describing the world to meaning. And um, the Sunday neurosis is a really interesting thing, because how many people do you know, especially in your life, like you can think of, who probably do some form of escapism, and this includes yourself as well, okay, so whatever bad habits you do, like, if you think back to it, like, is it because you just can't face the boredom, and you can't face, like, the existential dread that comes with asking yourself bigger questions, because actually, when I think about it, so many things that I did, so many times, like, I used to go out at night, it was because, it, like, it, it's difficult, and why do so many people struggle with sleeping, again, because all these times, before you sleep, when there's no social activity, when you have a day off from work, these kinds of things, they are times when you are left only with your own mind and you have, you, you have to face those questions. Otherwise, you'll go crazy. And if you don't, then that's why a lot of people turn to these distractions. And that's why I think, and in, that includes us as well, like I said, you know, but I'm just talking in, in the third person here to is, illustrate his ideas, but includes all of us, especially me. So that's why I think it's a really interesting topic, uh, the three wills and actually how the wills are meaning kind of underarches all of those, uh, the world's power and the world's pleasure. Now, the thing that's really interesting is you might say, well, okay, so I know these things, the, the will to pleasure and the world's power are kind of subsets of the world's meaning. So how do I find my meaning in life? That's actually why I think his book is really good because he explains that if somebody gave you all the answers on a paper or some, somebody said like, this is your, this is your meaning, it, you wouldn't accept it. You can only and this is what he says is really interesting. The best things in life can't be pursued. They can only end to you. And essentially, what he was saying is things like success, things like happiness, if you constantly chase them, you'll always feel that you're not enough, you're not getting there, and they'll always seem further away. Whereas if you kind of learn to, this is something that you hear, it's a very cliche across all like self-development or self-improvement YouTubers, is if you enjoy the process, then... The, you, you kind of live the happiness rather than it's a destination that you can never really reach. So that's why it, it has to end to you rather than be pursued. And so this is what he was saying with his meaning, the will to meaning is if you try to actively pursue a meaning without like discovering it by doing things you enjoy or trying new things, you will actually further and further like distance yourself from the meaning. And that's why it's really hard to explain and get people 
to, to help people to find their meaning because you can't actually give them the meaning of their life only they can and that's the best way he described it is so he was saying and I'll, I'll definitely butcher the quote guys so I'm going to probably put it in the description but he said that when we ask ourselves like what is the meaning of life we have to realise that we are the ones being asked and we have to realise that we are the ones who are responsible for our own lives and giving our own lives meaning and the only way to give our lives meaning is essentially to become responsible and in doing that then end the quote and in doing that that's when you discover your greater meaning so that's something you have to do yourself and that's why it's very difficult and that's why so many people never actually reach that level or that level of self-awareness where they actually realize that their pursuit of pleasure or their pursuit of finances or these sorts of things are actually subsets and derivatives of that will to meaning and they stay kind of at that lower level not in like an in a le and they're they're less than that person and that person's higher, but in a conceptual sense, they don't reach that level of self awareness to know that they they have to find their meaning themselves. So it's a very difficult concept to explain. I hope I explained it well and I didn't butcher it. And you guys are just watching this video like, where's this guy going? So, but it's a very interesting concept. I definitely recommend you read the book because I think he explains it better. But like I said, I think I did try and summarize it quite well on here. And that's really the sign that you understand something is if you're able to explain it. So thank you very much for listening. I hope that benefited you and you can have a bit more of a think about the habits in your life, what you're maybe not confronting and you can give more thought to those times when you don't have a lot going on you have a quiet moment in your mind you can actually accept that and you can find peace by trying to let your body feel what it needs to feel and let yourself ask those questions those deeper questions that only you can find an answer to so what a great ending to the video take care peace out follow for more amazing content